0: This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio.
1: Afternoon. It's my Johnny That's very JVG of you. <laughs> is, isn't uh, it? Afternoon. Afternoon. Hello. How you doing? Uh, 12.02. Well, I guess Johnny Von goes an English accent for some strange reason. Uh, good afternoon to everybody. So glad you could join us here at, uh, Beautiful downtown East Brunswick. Uh, it's Edith, and uh, Matt's here.
2: We're back in the studio this week after yeah. last week, which uh, was good fun. A little sojourn at series. We got a little. We got a little bit piss code. <laughs> Just a little bit piss code. <laughs> We I got pickled. We uh, got pickled <laughs> on pisco. It was good. We really did. Good uh,
1: music. Responsible um, drinking has uh, been fantastic. Yes. What a great barbecue day it was. Um, acknowledgements should be sent out, first of all, to all the wonderful crew at 3 R, the backbone um, just flexing their muscles, shall we say? The and barbecue backbone. The barbecue backbone. Yes. Um, connected to the, uh, chop turning thigh bone. No, you don't turn
2: with your thighs. Can I briefly give you my one takeaway out from Barbecue Day this week, 2016? Please do. I'll be very brief, but in the, in the line for the snags after the show, the traditional sort of sausage in bread that us, uh, Australians love so much. And I told you, so there, Next to the serving station there was a the traditional tomato ketchup, as oh, you'd yes. expect.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I know where you're going this, yes. And then next, next to it. that
2: there was the, the modern interlope of the barbecue sauce and that was there. That was there, and then there was the, the thing with the green top. The third bottle mm. which is now it's it's welcomed into that echelon of condiment. Yes. Sriracha. A worldwide sensation, proudly standing alongside the dead horse. My
1: God, I wish I'd chosen in that company because that's the source that has taken the world by storm, isn't it? When you think about it, <laughs> the little sauce that could. It's a it's a Thai based sauce, yes, that has absolutely taken the world by storm. Um, first introduced, uh, well, actually, it's made yes. in in California.
3: I uh, did not know that.
1: Yeah, it's made in Burbank. It's just right. out, outside of LA. Yeah, right. Which is crap. But anyway, yeah. awesome barbecue day. Yes. Um, it was just fantastic. We need to thank um, some wonderful people that made it all incredibly worthwhile. Hmm. Uh, Mike Patrick. Yes. Jesse Gurner. Yes. Uh, Mike Patrick from Fancy Hanks. Uh, Jesse Gurner, who brought in that sweet vermouth that sort of ruined our minds, uh, afterwards. <laughs> in a very good way. And, and also the, the other part of the, other part of that duo was Alessandro. No! Alejandro, Alejandro. he was slapping my wrist because of that Alejandro Saravia uh, from Pastuso who brought in his fabulous Pisco which was uh, uh, just amazing so thank you to all and also, yes, it should be mentioned all the people that came for Barbecue Day and made it just a wonderful, wonderful event
2: a belting day yet again, it was good and we didn't even mention the MBO can you take the ball and run with it? oh, that? they were brilliant as always yeah but if you missed out, whack it in the calendar for next year. It's always the first Sunday of December. Yes. Now,
1: before we uh, we begin, mm. it's uh, Matt's melancholy duty to to mention... Oh God,
2: 2016. <laughs>
1: 2016. Can, we, can you just... Everybody stop dying! Yes.
2: I woke up this morning to the news, uh, we all woke up this morning to the news that um, Adrian Anthony Gill, A.A. A. A. Gill, famous yes. journalist and food critic um, over there in the UK had passed away. This weekend, unexpectedly, because he only announced he was sick a couple of weeks ago. One, of, one of the great, well, the
1: great writers of um, of
2: about food in uh, in London. Yes, this is true. Um, I also wrote a column every month for the Australian Gourmet Traveller, so Australians might know him through that as yes, well. But yes. um, yeah, what a sad passing. Uh, a man of rapier like use of words, he could use those things well. Yes. And you have a good example of that. Actually, I don't. I couldn't find one. Really? The food, yes, I was running around. He, he wrote on such a broad uh, variety of topics we were trying to look for. Do, a, um... There was a topic thing you had about Brexit.
1: Oh, so do I you thought... want to read the Brexit yeah, one? Yeah, no?
2: Can you do the Brexit one, Matt? Because I just thought it was um, it was quite
1: amazing. This was a man I remember uh, when I was in London briefly mm. living in uh, the, the the land of no aesthetic. Brixton, great place, no aesthetic. I had to go to Paris to get some aesthetic happening, and thank God I did. But I remember he was writing about um, uh, West End restaurants, West End being the very rich end of, of mm. Melbourne, and he said opening up, a, opening up a, a restaurant in the West End is like digging a hole in, uh, in the sand in the desert. It will fill up. There you go. And he, was saying, and he was alluding the fact that you can pretty much open any dross house and it will you'll get people in the West End. But you found something about Brexit. What and is then what is, I promise please. that I will tell you who is on the show because I'm actually very, very excited about this. Uh,
2: Matt, please continue. A.A. Gill on Britain remaining in the EU yes. said, We all know what getting our country back means. It's snorting a line of the most pernicious and debilitating little English drug, Nostalgia. The warm, crumbly, honey-coloured collective yesterday, with its fond belief that everything was better back then, that Britain, or England really, is a worse place now than it was at some foggy point in the past where we achieved peak blighty. Not a fan of Brexit.
1: Not, But, but how
2: about that use of words? That last bit was me. He didn't write. It, it was it. indeed.
1: All right, 1208 here on 3 triple RFM. Mm. Uh just to let you know what is coming up... Um, on today's show, we have um, a titan of uh, of cooking in this country. That's the only way to yes. describe it. Uh, Jacques Raymond is here. He's uh, he's ridden his bike. Cool helmet. I like that, Jacques. I'm liking the the, the racing stripe. Um, and we're we're here specifically. If if anything, there's a theme running through this show. It's Christmas. I know it's not Christmas, but Christmas is. Such an emotional thing, and it's such a, a thing that fixes us um, in a time and place of the present, and yet we look back to the past um, on this day, and it's an extraordinary thing, and it's something that we need to plan for. So we're going to go to market. We're going to have a chat to John. He talks about when the market's going to be open, yes. When you should buy your seafood, you know all that stuff, you know the nuts and bolts and that. But I want to pick Jacques Raymond's mind about. Growing up in France and what uh, traditional French Christmas is all about, and and the experience of of coming here to this country, like so many of us have, and how we leave a little bit of ourselves behind in the in the old country, but then we slowly assimilate and we adapt. And I want to just talk a little bit about how that mm. journey is. And then we have in the studio we have Claire Berda, who's uh, in the house. Um, great wine writer herself, uh, an aficionado of, uh, of the booze, we must say, um, and uh, born of, of, of winemaking parents, and I've just been told the highest vineyard in uh, certainly the Yarra Valley, King close Valley. to the close to, uh, King Valley, yeah, in Victoria, there she is, the, the irrepressible <laughs> Claire Burdick. a very, very good <laughs> afternoon to you, um, and we're going to talk about uh, the strategies of drinking and RSA. Uh, dare we say, as well as, you know, indulging in in Christmas, that it goes. It's 12.10. Gosh, the time's flying. Um, Matt wants me to do a live read.
2: Should we do a quick giveaway? I've got a couple of giveaways today. So yes. uh, as if there weren't any other reasons to listen. Oh, wow, this sounds good.
1: All right, and it goes like this. Please. Ladies and gentlemen, the Yarra Valley Regional Food Group Farmers Market is kindly offering a Christmas food hamper of regional produce to one lucky Triple R subscriber. The hamper includes, are you ready for this? Oh, look at you ringing already. Uh, Yarra Coffee <laughs> and Co. Supreme Ground Coffee. Crumbs Valley Yarra. No, Crumbs. Yarra Valley Shortbread. <clears throat> Unforgettable Products Lemon Curd. Cookerberry Three Berry Jam. House of Gingerbread Triple R Cookies. Bless you. Uh, Nogo Jalapeno Salsa. Oh, pass this salsa, please. Cun and waters pear and ginger chutney. Australian Harvest horseradish vinegar. Cook-a-berry, they're back again, raspberry vinegar, a uh, Tonantzin Aztec artisan chocolate, Tonantzin Aztec artisan chocolate, uh, or a Lindian's plum pudding. Sunday, December 18th, will be their final market for 2016. That's Sunday, December 18th, where you can pick up fresh regional produce and locally made gifts. Plus music and entertainment, including Father Christmas. is there. Oh, really? Yes, he's going yeah. to be handing out gifts for the kids. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, maybe the old people can go in shorts and pretend they're younger, but I don't know if <laughs> Sandra's going to be able to work that out. Winners can collect their prize from R's radio station between 10am and 6pm Wednesdays. Wednesdays, of course, you must be a subscriber to do this. Yes. Um, Nine no, hundred and eight, one
2: hundred and two, seven. If you want to win the hamper, and how about this for question? So we we just mentioned A. a. Gill and the passing of uh, the journalist over the weekend. If you can just name one of the outlets he wrote for, yes, you could win uh, the hamper. Sounds yep.
1: good. And so what we might do, Matt, is when we come back here, I think what we might do is we'll go to market first. Sure. And um, because Jacques just arrived, I want to get him settled in, make him a cup of coffee, show him a little bit of Triple R hospitality, and uh, so there might be some references with uh, <laughs> market report. Just flip them around. Work with me on this, will you? Sure, good. All right, market's ready, people are ready, John's ready. You ready? I'm ready. Hey, we're ready, uh, which is good. Uh, Good morning to you, John, although when we speak it is the afternoon, so we're doing a little bit of a time shift sort of thing ourselves.
4: Yes, good morning everyone. It's a lovely morning. Yeah, and you'll be speaking in the future. Yes, (laughs) which is good.
1: Which is kind of good. And speaking of the future, um, there's an impending date that is sort of hurtling towards us as it does every year, and it's sort of hard to believe that we're at this stage already.
4: Yeah, I find it hard to believe as well, but... Right. we got proof in the pudding today People are walking around but they're not buying very many veggies mm. I think they're, what they're doing is they're cleaning out their fridges <laughs> And they're getting out there buying their presents this week Preparation Preparation, son so, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's what it is at the moment It's more than usual, though, I reckon, today Yeah, there are a lot of people walking around But like I said, they're not buying They're Pre- just having a little squeeze Tire kickers picking up, Yeah, tire kickers Picking up uh, a bit of this and a bit of that and what they need and mm. what they fancy to eat this week and um, that's about it.
1: Yeah, because it's... Um, what is it? It's about a fortnight to go, isn't it?
4: Not very far off at all. No, right. When you blink off. and it'll be here. Oh,
1: bloody hell. So um, this is one of the things people are starting to think about what I'm going... Whoa, look at that blazer over there. Full-on paisley or something. Mm. Anyway, I'm um, sorry. Sorry, folks. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just had my squirrel moment, so I beg your pardon. Um, what I was saying was... We need to plan ahead. We need to start thinking about uh, what we do for Christmas. What, what are your thoughts on um, buying stuff? When should we buy stuff? What should we be looking for?
4: Uh, some things like seafood and um, yeah. probably some of um, the different cuts of meat. Like I'll, I'll be buying my uh, pork belly and um, trimming it back to the way I want it and then putting it in a freezer bag, putting it in the freezer. Mm. And um, the day before, I'll pull it out. And, um, put it in the oven because I do a porchetta for Christmas lunch. What's a porchetta? Uh, I pork belly. Yes. I have my, um, own ways of preparing it and seasoning it properly and rolling it. Sometimes I even put champagne in the pan when I put it into the oven. Uh, the flavour comes up spectacularly.
1: What, what's, what, just, just tell us, what, what, uh, herb spices
4: do you use? Okay, well, I get the cut the pocket into a, a nice square shape. Yes. Uh, make sure there's no bones or too much fat on it. Yes. And then I salt it properly both sides, yes. a bit of soy on the outside. Soy. And th- that browns it up a little bit. Yeah. And um, then I put rosemary, parsley, a lot of fresh Australian garlic which we've got here yes. now. Yes. Um, salt, pepper, a bit of chili, yeah, a little bay leaf as well. Bay leaf. Bay leaf just gives it that extra edge,
1: a little bit of resin sort yeah. of because it, it's a it's a ultra a resiny sort of a flavour, isn't That's it? That's right. And then um. I fold
4: it into a <laughs> um, horseshoe shape. Yep. Tie it up nice and tight. And sit it up on um, its, on its edge. No no. No, 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 in the pan. Yeah. And I either put water if there's a lot of fat, or even just a little bit of champagne in the bottom. Mm. Um. And sometimes I float a little bit more garlic in the pan as well. Mm. Oh, I forgot. I oil the outside before I put it in the pan, yes. so it crisps up. Yep. And shove it in the oven. Um. Yeah, give it a, a bit of a hit at the start, and then turn a the, turn the gas down a little bit, and uh, let it cook nice and slow. How long? Uh two to three hours. Yep. Um depending on the, how thick it is. So low and slow, a little and bit slow. of water
1: in the in the bottom in case it you don't want it to dry out too much.
4: That's right. We'll yep. keep an eye on it. Yep. And when a lot of that fat comes out of it it's it's very good. Just make sure you don't burn it because you don't want us uh, A burnt flavour into your pork?
1: No, because it'll all go bitter and twisted. Like, yes. And talk
4: about planning. The cousins have already sent the message. Please do the prawns. Please do the roast pork. So, yeah. It's
1: like you got the you got the the top of the charts, and they're reminding you about it. Oh,
4: definitely, mate. If you do it properly, any food if you cook it properly it's beautiful. And, And when you remember it, that's the best thing. And that's what I say to a lot of people. You don't have to have a lot of food. You have to have something you can remember.
1: That's really good, and yeah, that's and that is the thing because Christmas. We've been talking a lot about this today and on the shows. Christmas is about remembrances of Christmas past. Sometimes yes.
4: countries past. True, and, and that's what happens. Yes, for a lot of people. Because what we do is we have lunch and then we're sitting around and lazing around we're digesting. because we're, we're digesting. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, then someone will mention someone's name, uh, and then we'll talk about the past yeah. and. Then the future as well. Yes. Because even the oldies, doesn't matter how old they are, they have foresight. They try to look forward a little bit, Mm. whereas a lot of us younger ones forget to do that. And sometimes you need to. That's true. But talking about things past, very good, because we do a lot of the traditional things. We still do our own bacon Mm. um, and homemade sausages, and that all gets sliced up onto the table, homemade brisciutto. And then you do a lot of the old-style dishes that a lot of us don't do every day because... Mm. A little bit harder to do, and we've moved on from a lot of those things as well. But it's good to remember and do them once or twice a year. Because it, it
1: is weird. We, again, we've been talking about this before, but Christmas is almost sort of like a living metaphor of our life in this country and our lives to this point, isn't it?
4: That's right, yes, uh, definitely yeah. so. Yeah.
1: All right, well, um, seafood. When should we buy seafood? Because there is a price spike that happens closer towards... Christmas Day.
4: Yes, that's fine. And right.
1: it's good to avoid that and maybe have a little bit of room in your freezer for it.
4: Yes, I normally buy uh, frozen prawns. I buy the pre shelled uh, prawn yeah. meat. Ozy. Um Yeah, definitely yeah. Uh And I do them very quickly in a pan with a lot of garlic, butter and oil <laughs> and hot chilli again. And
1: it's all that garlic and butter that people remember and they go, hey John, <laughs> remember.
4: Well... You know, last year they all had a big meal and and the prawns disappeared and all this juice is left in the bar. Oh, I can't eat anymore. But then someone spots yeah, yeah. a crusty bread and then there's a bun fight who's going to dip into the, yeah, yeah, yeah. into the oil and butter. So, yeah. Um, yes, um, you know, things like lobsters and that will definitely spike. Uh, I haven't seen that many around this year. I've seen a few smaller rock lobsters, mm. but the price will always spike. A lot of them have been sent overseas, which is rather tragic. There's
1: a lot more of that Alaskan crab, big, yeah. huge crab meat stuff, isn't no, there? It? It's
4: not cheap, though, and it comes in frozen, so you have to be careful. So if you buy it out of a, uh, a normal window, yeah. you can't go home and freeze it again. Oh, yeah, So it's true. if it's yeah, frozen, it's talk to your fishmonger, say, give it to me frozen take it home shove it back in the freezer if not you know you can't have it sitting in the fridge for a week
1: that's true having said that i don't know i'm not quite sure about it it seems fairly coarse and dry sort of meat i reckon
4: i've had it once it's not bad because what i did is i pulled the meat out of the shell and Mm. got some nice chateau is that how you say the the cheese cream cheese
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, and what do you do?
4: Yeah, you, go on, go on, you mix it in. Yeah, and then you put it on a cracker, mate, <laughs> and you make sure no one's around because it, <laughs> it it disappears, mate. That's
1: that's the the singular pleasure yeah. while you're furtively looking around.
4: See, before I used to be able to buy the um, uh, <coughs> crab meat cream cheese from South Africa, but yeah. they don't send it anymore. And that was really nice, clean. Mm-hmm. Um, it was freshly packed and shipped. It hadn't been sitting in a warehouse somewhere for six months. Yeah.
1: Listen, i got an idea. If you want to use a crab uh, for your Christmas, if you want meat, I would suggest, this is just my own thing, um, a crab. Yes. White, white flesh, lots and lots of meat, really delicious could be a great time to cut some of those mangoes and do maybe a crab mango wow. salad with some chili and oh, some had that coriander and maybe some dried sugar sh- oh, okay anyway I'm, I'm on a tangent <laughs> um, um, but look let's let's just um I, w- I just wanted to do a quick little catch up with you today buddy and just to give a people idea first of all do you know have you got a calendar where we can work out when you're open before
4: yeah Christmas. Um, christmas eve's a saturday Oh, good on you. you so all. Yep, yep. the fourths the until the fat lady sings, which means when it stops, it stops. Yeah. Um, normally about 4, 5 o'clock at the worst, because we all want to go home and have a rest and yeah, be alive Sunday morning to get up and, and have a, a family get together. Mm. Now, Friday night, um, they're planning to open a market till 9 o'clock. Mm. Uh, bit crazy, okay, if you want to come and do your Christmas shopping, but for food, the fishmongers have already said that it comes to a certain time they'll stop oh, and good. prepare their fish yeah. for, for Saturday. Yeah. Um, we'll probably be here till five or six o'clock on our Friday night. Thursday's a normal day. We'll close at two. Yes. And Tuesday, I don't know, I may consider doing a Tuesday to be a normal Tuesday, yeah. but that's a little bit too far before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think so. everyone will probably come in and pick up a little bit Thursday, Friday, and then come back Friday, uh, Saturday, sorry, pick up their prawns and ham, and a few tidbits that they forgot to pick up on Friday.
1: Done. Alright mate, well look, there's, uh, there's the market days, Um do so you want to do one pick of the market for today just for people to think
4: about? Not everybody's favourite, but I got some broad beans. Oh. They are, are short, but there's four or five broad beans in it. $9 a kilo, it's not cheap, but they come from an organic farm out of Colac. Yes, I had them in my dinner last night. They were just so tender and sweet. Yeah. Really, really nice. Oh, okay. But not everybody's cup of tea.
1: Sounds good. I don't know why I'm thinking about it, but I'm thinking broad beans, peas, and mint. Yeah. That could be good. A little
4: bit of olive oil. I don't know about the mint. I'd rather put in a salad onion. Oh, okay. Salad onion brings out that flavour Yeah. of the broad beans and the peas together. Olive not oil. Not too much salt, a little bit of olive oil.
1: Salted ricotta on top?
4: Yeah, why not? Really? That sounds
1: good. And a little bit of pepper. Yeah. Well, that could be kind of nice. And just with bread, crusty yeah. bread. Anyway, all right, look, I'm going to get out of here. Oh, also, just one thing, I can't resist this. I'm just noticing we're getting more and more boxes of cherries. Yes. And I'm seeing the Better apricots. Better quality. The apricots are almost there. Already. And there's two or
4: three varieties. There's some um, half-cast apricots. Half-cast? Well, they look like a plum and an apricot. They've oh, got okay. a, a very, very shiny, shiny hue. Oh, yes. Whereas a good apricot can sometimes be very, very dull. And satiny. And satiny, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah but the flavour is beautiful.
1: All right, mate. We'll, we're going to catch up for the, the full market report next week. Um, just wanted to get people the heads up about market and think about the future. Uh, the Christmas is looming. Definitely.
4: And there's so much stuff out there. Get your menu ready and then just go for it.
1: Awesome. Good advice as always. We'll see you next week.
4: Have a spectacular day.
1: I'm going to do it. Now oh, swinging it, baby. That's right. And the banjos too. <laughs> 1229 here on 3 triple RFM. You're listening to Eat It. And I'm trying to suppress a little champagne burp, which is uh, a beautiful thing to have to try to do on the radio, um, and especially when we have champagne-type people on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduced to you before a man who is, he's a titan of uh, of the cuisine here in Melbourne. I've got him laughing twice now. <laughs> this is good. See his smile. Uh, Jacques Raymond, uh, welcome to East Brunswick. Thank you for coming in.
3: Thank you, thank you to both of you and to three uh, triple R. Uh, we're delighted to be here, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. hope we we'll we're going to have good fun. You know, coming up and enjoy this wonderful part together.
1: Thank you so much. Well, we we, we can always we we hope, um, but I I really wanted to um, to first of all just talk to you about Christmas. Yep, um, Christmas. You you, you were. Uh, you grew up in in Burgundy. Yes, it's a very
3: small village. Yes, which is called Cuiseaux. So it's uh Quizzo. It makes the limit of Burgundy and another region called the Jura. Yes. So we are at the foot of the mountain. The other side is Switzerland. Yes. So from Bonn, we are about uh, one hour. Yes. And the same from Geneva. Now an one fifteen minutes. So we're, we're looking in an area that it's fairly hilly and uh, it is hilly. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yes the, the mountain called the Jura. Yes. And What is amazing, on one side you got this hill, and on the other side is just flat land. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, until Burgundy, yeah. Mm.
1: I, I'm just wondering, you've, um, you've always had a very famous love of uh, of riding on two wheels and or not, <laughs> not using pedal power but uh, <laughs> but having a, a decent-sized engine underneath you. Is it perhaps this geography that first inspired you to get on a motorcycle?
3: I would say so. I yeah. would say so. There is also well a wonderful track there called C- Circuit de Bresse oh, where yeah. we used to have Michael Schumacher coming all the time from Switzerland with his helicopter and... <laughs> And racing is is wonderful. This uh, Des- du Ducatis on the on the track until he had this accident. Oh no! And that was mm. is, isn't it? Is, Sorry, we will start talking about cooking soon. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> is, isn't it such a terrible thing that you know that a man that yeah. that cheated death in the face that was in one of the I most know. dangerous things should fall over on his skis and uh, right. yeah, great irony. But but anyway, I wanted to talk to you specifically about. Growing up, and the northern hemisphere Christmas and specifically, if you could give us an idea of
3: what is a French Christmas like? Oh look, it is total contrast to what the Australian Christmas is about, yeah, I will talk about the French one first, please i mean it's not just the French, I would say Latin countries france Spain Italy are very, very similar. Mm. We got already cold weather, yes, so you got a very different feeling, yes. You know, and the spirit is very, very intense in terms of the religion as well. So, Christmas over there is more towards the family, mm. towards praying, yes. and respect. A lot of respect. Mm. So, it's very intimate and most of the time people will stay inside their own family. Yeah. So, that's why the big contrast here in France or whatever. We don't have parties like we have here. You know, three weeks before Christmas, every day, everywhere, at home, in pubs, in restaurants. Oh. Everybody's drunk so and eating. That's <laughs> right. Yes. Very different contrast. Mm. The day of Christmas here as well is opulence. I mean, here in Australia. We yes. tend to go absolutely bananas by having to buy as much as we can. Absolutely. As many... Present going yeah. to Chadston, going to everywhere, <laughs> fill um, up the cars.
1: Bloody Chadston, yeah. 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 Right.
3: So, over there is not the case. We give very humble, very humble presents mm. to, to the family and to the kids and all that, but most of presents then which are useful uh, clothes, bicycle. Not uh, socks s- Not socks Oh good Not damn <laughs> not playing games all the time <laughs> All this sort of stuff with the kids yeah. uh, don't enjoy themselves uh, So okay. It's very very different in that sense Yes Uh what what has always shocked me here is I mean the the amount of parties we have in Australia is just absolutely crazy. As soon as I finished here, for example, I'm going to a party, Christmas party, <laughs> and then I've got one on Monday and on, on Wednesday and Christmas. There
1: is a there is a mad procession of Christmas parties getting towards the event. So it, it it's like Australians sort of move towards this event. We've more fatigue until they – it's really just falling over the line
3: of a marathon. And by that's the it. time they get to
1: that day, yeah. they are usually
3: over. a spent force. And that's it. Yeah? That's it. That's right. Well, in France, for example, the, we celebrate more Christmas Eve. Yes. Yeah. This is very, very important. Midnight Mass. Yes, Midnight Mass and all that. And after celebration for so, something, you No, know, not very big, but we are all the family. Mm. And then we have a beautiful lunch. Christmas lunch, but we do appreciate lunch because we've been waiting for that. Yeah. We haven't had parties before. So not, it's, it's an emotion, you know, you really want to be here and you want to have great food and all that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, good one as well. Yeah. But not buckets of beers like we've got here. (laughs) And, and it's
1: not like sort of dragging yourself with, with the liver in a sling, uh, to, uh, to, to the, the, the table, but, Tell us about the foods that you remember uh, around Christmas time. What are the ones that are really, really special that have a a big significance for you?
3: You will always have, uh, in France, most of the time, some oysters. Because that's the. In France, you don't eat oysters. As regularly as we we eat here, yes, it's quite a very special treat. Yes,
1: and Are we, we talk about flat belons. Oh
3: no, whatever any type, any yeah. type of oysters. It's much more, uh, I would say, unique product uh, yes. considered in France. So always we have that for Christmas. We always have smoked salmon. <sighs> this is very important. Yeah, if people can afford it, they'll go on a nice lobster.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. and then they do something a roast. So it can be. Most of the time, it will be a goose. It's a goose, isn't it? It's yeah. a goose. Um, the goose are very different from here. Yeah. The, for a goose to grow and to be very tender, you need a special soil. And where I come from... A soil? Really? Yeah, yeah. It, it's the terroir. It's the same yeah, as the wine, eclair. exactly yeah. the same. Yes. I'll give you an example. Where I come from, as I said, one part is, is the, the, the Jura, or so the mountain on the right-hand side. On the left part is called the Bresse. And Bresse is a region where we grow the best chicken in the world. It's true. And this is where we have, for example, this beautiful goose. Yeah. But don't forget, people will say, ah, why can't we do this chicken here? Many, many people have tried. (coughs) Many, many people have tried to grow this chicken in all the other uh, areas, not just in France, all around the world. It doesn't work. Only They can only grow with this terroir. And it's unique. But this chicken... Mm. They cost fifty dollars minimum each. Yes. So and they sell it as unbelievable, unbelievable. So you will drive in the area. You have to stop the car because Mister and Missus Chicken want to cross the road with all their little babies. <laughs> and they go in the wood. They go in, in, in the cornfields. They go. They wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. So and they are Massive. Yeah. Massive. They you know two and a half kilo each. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Okay. Big. Big bird. Mega chicken. <laughs> So, most of the people will Big have...
1: Big-breasted, yes. In,
3: in our region, they will have this beautiful chicken and, uh, or goose. Mm. Uh, some other people as well will have lamb, a nice leg of lamb. Yes. And uh, that's pretty much the, the, the main thing, yeah. yeah. And then dessert. Very traditional as well, bûche de Noël. Bûche de Noël? Bûche de Noël. Qu'est-ce que c'est bûche de Noël? Bûche de Noël, it means like uh, um, a log, Oh, lo- a like log.
1: A, what we would call a yule or the Americans call a yule time log. A yule time log. Yeah, the, the thing um, – yes, please describe. I don't know what the Americans are No, doing. we were well, yeah, 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 Sorry. I
3: just. The brought only thing I, I brought, I brought ad- a
1: little bit of crassness to the conversation. The yes. only
3: thing I love about the Americans, the contribution, the best contribution they've ever done what? to w- cuisine is the macro plane. So, oh, yes! Uh, oh, this is fantastic what yeah. they've done here. And can Cooking, uh, I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> the, the microplane, we have to thank a woman who liberated the microplane from the man's shed because the man was using, those were used to, to shape styrofoam. Um, to shape um, foam, and then she brought it in and said, "I can do my cheese in here like mm-hmm. that." And that is where the microplane took off. Great from. success! Great so success. it was—it was, it was a, a thing of uh, a woman liberating the tool from the man in the shed—that allowed us to have this culinary miracle. Yeah, so, when so so th- we say what have the Americans ever done for us, we can say the
3: microplane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, going back to the Biche de Noël, please—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a biscuit uh, like a. Most of the time it will be a very nice sponge or biscuit roule. Mm. Uh, we fill that with uh, most of the time buttercream or cream pâtissière, which mm. is a uh, vanilla custard. Which we roll is, it yes. and then we decorate really nicely with all the themes of Christmas. Some little mushrooms, some mm. little, you know, mm. little quinoa. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really nice. Yeah. So this is something, this is the nostalgia
1: that you look back on your childhood and growing up in, in the place of your birth. And I sort of put to you that the thing, the, the shared Australian experience is that we are all pretty much from somewhere else. Yes, we are. I can, I can say myself, I'm a, you know, I, I was born outside of this country and Slowly, slowly, you know, we, we change. Our Christmas evolves because we realize about the terroir. We realize where we are. Our mm. environment is so bloody different to the Northern Hemisphere. The seasons are around the twist. And the
3: climate, yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: And I was wondering uh, how has your Christmas evolved from your evolution and assimilating within this country?
3: Well, <clears throat> we have uh, always had a very big tradition in in, in my in my small family uh, as we arrived in Australia. I never had a family myself. Mm. I left home. I was eleven years old. Uh, my parents uh, never took me on holiday with them. They never had holidays. You left at eleven. Yes, uh, my uh, the only Christmas I, I have uh, as a memory yes. is the meal that we only had together yes. with my parents and my sister. At my, my grandparents, because my grandmother was cooking. Yeah, right. So that was it. I, and then we never had dinner together with my parents, for example. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's my my, my okay, childhood.
1: So, so it was easy to move on. Then. Yeah, so <laughs>
3: yeah. I, I've always promised and you know, I would have one day a very nice family. So we had four children with my wife, uh, and we've been with my wife together now for, for 45 years.
1: And the children have turned out pretty well.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. And it has always been... A very, very big day for us for Christmas. Yeah. It starts early. We usually starts at 10 o'clock in the morning and finishes at midnight. Mm-hmm. So the whole day is happiness, enjoyment, drinking the best wines that we put aside for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And pretty much always the same meal. Yes. So we have oysters, of course. Yes. So... No, that That's the big fight To open them Because no, no one wants to You know Open them always, Everybody wants to drink champagne But not make an <laughs> effort But that's fine Yes We always have smoked salmon Yes That's for sure mm. And then we got Always a crustacean So it can be crab Lobster mm. Bear bags Whatever And then we do A peking duck do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we what you we love doing that. Just
1: so you slightly. get the Chinese ducks already done? Or no, 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 no. You do no. your own? We,
3: we do it. We do it ourselves Bloody in, in uh. our home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We've got big ovens, and yes. so we do that. Yeah. And uh, we, then we will have, of course, a bûche de Noël. Yes. And then a bit of ice cream, and yeah. Peking duck, that, that's an awesome thing to do on, it's on fan- Christmas. It's fantastic. It's great. the best, the best.
1: Because you're not, you're not stuffing yourself...
3: Insanely, because Correct. Peking
1: duck is sort of delicate and a little... That's a
3: really good idea. I'm kind of clear you can drink such beautiful ones with that. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that, that sounds like a great Christmas to have. <laughs>
3: um,
1: and um, it's, do you remember a time... Oh, okay, so you, you've, you've thrown me all on the thing because I just made these assumptions that, you know, you grew up with a family and all that, but was... There a time from going from when you first came to Australia, where you were sort of looking back, and then was there a time where you recognised you said, "No, actually, I'm an Australian now. I'm living here. We're going to do things a little
3: bit differently." It, it took me six years to really settle yeah. down. Yeah, uh, I think it's normal from all the migrants. You you just you know need sometimes it's such a d- different country, the d- different. Uh, uh, to adapt yourself different community different language and yeah. speak the language as well but once you adapt yourself and you understand you know in which atmosphere you are and and, and w- what is the real australian culture you don't want to move you know no. it's the most beautiful part of the world that's for sure
1: it's a it's a crazy wonderful beautiful place and uh uh, in, and even if it is the, the Christmas where it's stinking hot a lot of the
3: times. Yeah, but it's okay, you know, this is where we are and that's what we should adapt ourselves. And you know, I think this, having these parties, having this happiness of all these people for four weeks mm. leading to, 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 to the 25th of December, it's unique in the world. I don't know any country, you know, where we can have so much parties and fun and drinking and, and enjoyment.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and dare we say it, I mean, that is why a lot of Australians really look forward to Boxing Day, because Boxing Day is the one day of the year <laughs> where, uh, just, um, slothful-like behaviour is, is, is encouraged. That it's like, it's okay, you can just lie around, you don't have to do anything, the fridge is full, it's okay. That's right. Um, yeah. and, and Boxing Day, you know, it's, it's almost like this huge sigh that we've gotten over the line, isn't it? That's true. It yeah. is. Um, uh, Jacques, are you going to um, hang? Do you have to race off, or do no, you no, hang no, around? No, 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 I'm fine. We're um, we're going to have a chat to uh, Claire Buda We're going to run the thinking drinking theme in a minute. But I think um, Matt's got a another giveaway that we have to do, Jacques. Thank you so much for, for joining us. We have got some oysters here and I've got to thank Jason <laughs> who opened these up and specially selected them for us at the Queen Victoria Market. Big thanks to you. You are on 3RRRFM.
2: Triple It is
1: 12.45 in the afternoon. Over to you, Matt.
2: I think actually we're going to save the giveaway until towards the end of the show. So we'll just play a couple of sponsorship announcements here. Father Christmas
3: closing the, the Christmas bag Pretty just much. for a little bit longer. Just hang on there, kiddies. And okay. we're going to drink some bubbly instead. Merry, Merry Christmas to all your audience and a very happy Happy Oh, thank you
1: very much. Ishak, uh, thank you so much for coming in, but you will hang around. We're going to have a tattoo to Claire in a sec. And we're going to drink her amazingly fine uh, fizz that she's got on Triple R. Hey, look out for my glass over there. i right? oh, sorry, glass Jimmy. Drink, drink, what, what, right? sort of right. what sort
4: right. of drink you want? What sort of
1: drink you want?
4: Make one? it a double. Uh, yeah.
1: Right, Let's, to, stand stand, sing, Let's sing. drink. Cheers, <laughs> I still like that thing. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Claire Bird, a very good afternoon again.
0: Good afternoon, Cam.
1: Um, first of all, huge thanks to this unbelievable fizz we have uh, in front of us. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, though, before we uh, talk about that, just to give people an idea of what you do.
0: Well, what you do? I do a few things, but I did have the privilege of growing up on a high altitude vineyard in Whitlands, which is part of the King Valley.
1: Maybe one of the highest.
0: Highest vineyard in Victoria. How high? 868 metres above sea level. Wow. Um, and high altitude vineyards are cold, and coldness makes great wine for sparkling. Yes. So we produce, we sell most of our grapes. We produce a sparkling wine called The Assembly. Mm. It's pretty posh.
3: <laughs> pretty amazing.
0: <laughs> so we're drinking the 2012, which is called The Assembly. Yes. Um, so we make sparkling wine the hard way, which takes about four and a half years. Um, and that way you can build in all these beautiful layers of flavor and but yes. still... We're still in pursuit of... Perfection. ...finesse.
1: Oh, finesse.
0: Finesse, perfection, yeah. How do you what? describe
1: finesse in a wine?
0: Finesse in wine is about when... It's it's almost like good pastry. Yes. Many, many, many layers.
1: Think about it, really, the best croissant you've ever had.
0: Yeah, okay. many layers, but Oum still y- light. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. So they don't, yes. Okay. they don't knock each other out. Ah. So that's where I would go with okay. that. Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, that doesn't appeal to everyone obviously we've all got our own taste so you can yep. you know everyone's got a preference but that to me that's what i seek in sparkling wine.
1: What's it like growing up with your parents? Tell us about your oh, Christmas.
0: my parents are legends. Oh isn't absolute legends. Yes. Um i have two little brothers we we legitimately like each other, yes. which is um, a lot to be said, I think, from the stories that I hear. Yes. Um, we, my parents have this beautiful house on the farm, which has an enormous dining table, and my mum is an incredible cook. So we've had a great uh, family history of Christmas, and mm. we always start with uh, a bottle of very posh champagne, which Say I... It. Sorry? Say it. Krug. Yeah. <laughs> Kr- Krug in the morning. Krug in the morning. Yeah. And my mum cooks, uh, I was trying to think of what they might be called in, I assume it's a French recipe, but it's a, it's a potato pancake with scallops in it. And it's full of chives, so it's like a mashed potato base. Yeah. And then you mix in scallops that have been diced mm-hmm. and add in, you know, flour and eggs and whatnot. Wow. And you fry them off in butter. And then you put a little bit of sour cream on top. And, you know, they're pretty rich. Yeah, they're, but you've got crude white palate across. <laughs> That's awesome. For the uninitiated, Krug is the king of champagne. So it's a it's a beautiful match, and it's very indulgent, and we don't we're not normally like that.
1: But. And the and the one thing, just to give you an idea, it's a, it's a it's a it's a champagne. I think I've only ever tried once in my lifetime. That's how how special it is. But to have that, and that is the thing. It's what Jacques you were saying. It's about it's about drawing the family all together and sharing something exceptional.
0: Absolutely. And
1: in doing that. Before everybody else arrives.
0: Before everyone else. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So then everyone else turns up and we just drink all the regular wine. (laughs) Here's the goon bag.
1: Moselle? No. No, (laughs) No,
0: Fruit Alexia. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, but yeah, as Jacques mentioned, I certainly have a little stash that I keep for Christmas. Yes. Um, and it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to pull out some really amazing wines that you've been collecting or saving right. and and share them together, you know. So that's what it's all about. We sit around the table. We, as you were talking about RSA, you've got to pace yourself.
1: It's it's a marathon. It's we're a in, marathon. We're, we're embarking on. it. Yep. it's
0: not a sprint. It's not a sprint. It's Not a sprint. Absolutely. absolutely. So
1: water is very very oh. important on Christmas. That's <laughs> this is something that we can say with experience.
0: Yes. I would suggest to avoid the jugs of cocktails, as we <laughs> found out the hard way <laughs> one year. We always have these <laughs> Bette
1: Noir Christmases,
0: don't we? <laughs> it's like, oh, Negronis are really cool at yeah, the moment. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> and then we're all on the couch at 11 o'clock in the morning, getting a nap.
1: Can I tell you one that I had? This is this is I thought, okay, I'm an Australian now, and I'm going to do what's patriotic. Sparkling Shiraz is great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm going to drink all day. Oh. It wasn't a very successful <laughs> Christmas because um, uh, sparkling shiraz gets you profoundly drunk, sparkling and shiraz profoundly sleepy,
0: is the brutal combination of high alcohol <laughs> brutal, yes. and, and bubbles. carbon
1: dioxide. Yeah. Yeah. So not only is it high levels of uh, alcohol, but the carbon yes. dioxide makes it go into your bloodstream yes. faster, yes. longer.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh I love the way that Australia has embraced sparkling shirts, which is an Australian thing. Yes. Um, not so seen,
3: it, You've never seen this anywhere else in the world, Jack? When yeah, you, there, there is in France. The one is called the Bousy. Yes. The Bousy Rouge. And this is... A Rouge. It, right. it comes from the Champagne area, yes. but it's much, much lighter mm. uh, than the Shiraz. Shiraz. Wow. Is wow. Smack in the head. Mm. Tens. Oh, yeah.
0: It's pretty yes. butch, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
4: they
0: they are amazing wines, mm. and they're such a great match for salty food. Yes, because they're quite sweet. Yes, so it's that sweet salty thing that yeah it and, works
1: And really, usually really we have well. a great deal of grip underlying it. Yeah, Indeed, yeah. but yes, this is for you guys out there, listeners. and How are you doing at twelve fifty three here on a on a Sunday afternoon? What's Christmas for you guys? I mean, you know, we we're trying to sort of give an idea of these cultural traditions that we do, and these are so important because they define us and they and they tell us who we are and who we want to be in a way, don't they? Indeed. Indeed they do. So there's nowhere to go with that, is there? No. Okay, <laughs> dead end. Excellent All right. That's a rhetorical question. No, uh, yeah, Was well, sorry. Um okay, interviewing technique and you have to brush up on that. <laughs> Um, but I, I guess what I'm, uh, trying to ask is, you know, there's things that always stay the same, Of there's things yes. that are still developing within either of your families for, um, for Christmas and doing things?
0: I love the idea of creating traditions and mm-hmm. we, um, obviously we're on radio, so the listeners can't see it, but I brought with me some salami, homemade salami that oh we yeah. make yes. and that's become a tradition in the same way that Christmas has. It's at the June
1: times, um, tradition, July. Yes, July. Yes,
0: middle of winter. Mm. Um, You know, it's as a as a you know, my brothers and I are all adults, and it's nice to be able to um, participate in things with your family and keep things going and establish new traditions. And you know, it's it's, we're really really lucky. Mm. I think a lot of people really you know their Christmas is sad. You know, so the fact that we can all come together and be really joyful and happy is a real privilege. So yeah. I think that Christmas is a time to reflect on that. Yes. Um and to, you know, be really grateful that we have that option. So um yes, we're spoilt.
1: Yeah, one of my one of my traditions was um we, we didn't have the Krug, unfortunately. <sighs> but we'd have a bottle of Verve. Um, uh, with, uh, um, and it was, it was a funny sort of thing. It was, it was done this just beautiful, great champagne, but then expedience and ease because what mum would do would get a Sarah Lee blueberry Danish, <laughs> <laughs> chuck that in the oven, and it's, it's okay! You know, it was really, really easy, and you'd have a piece of, um, uh, a lovely uh, blueberry Danish with this gorgeous champagne while doing the presents, and that was our tradition.
0: That is a wonderful tradition. Well, it's
1: not bad. It? Matt Stedman, just while we're going around the thing, what what do you? What's your sort of? Culinary traditions of Christmas? Uh,
2: variation. Question without notice. Yeah, I I sort of the look
1: in your eye going, oh, what? Variation,
2: <laughs> I would say. No, yes, um, usually a barbecue of some kind. And often um, that might be simply because there wasn't enough room in the oven. Mm. So it could be like the second oven or it could oh, just yeah. be uh, throw a steak on there. In yes. the sun, amazing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and when uh, uh, presents and things like that, uh, what did you in the morning, in the afternoon? I mean, well, when I was a kid, obviously the first thing
2: yes. just demand, the just space. get up, <laughs> get up, get up, open no, presents.
0: Five a.m. You are waiting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh,
2: and then, as we got a little older, I guess you know, after the first drink, whenever that might be, it could be, <laughs> it could be ten
0: a.m. or it could it's be getting 10 earlier m. every year. Pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it is indeed. Um, so. Yeah, there it is, folks. Um, Jack's come in and, and talked about the evolution of his Christmas, and um, I doff my lid and raise my glass to you and and Merry Christmas for for this year. I hope Thank you, you, Cam. Thank you, and Merry Christmas to all of you guys and uh, to all the family as well. Thank and, you. Um, same to you, Claire.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: We, we believe it or not, we have got another show. I just thought it might be an interesting thing to to bring this up earlier on. Claire, you've been writing. Um, yes. Second book now, isn't
0: it? No, first book. First book. Yep. Yeah, just it won't die.
1: It won't die. What's it called? Tell it's us called a little Tipsy. bit about it.
0: It's called Tipsy. Mm. It's a drinker's guide. The book it that refuses to die. <laughs> one third on wine, and yeah. then it has chapters on whiskey, gin, beer, sake. Aperative, digestive... Bloody hell, we have done it all. Yeah, so we tried to cover a lot, um, and essentially it just talks about where flavours come from, how these drinks are made, and what to do with them. So it's, uh, it's practical, it's full of funny little stories um, about people that make cool drinks, and it makes a pretty good gift, got to say. <laughs> 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 got to say, if you know someone that drinks... They'll probably like it. Well, I, I,
1: the, yeah. the, the great thing about you, Claire, is, you know, here's a girl who really knows her shit when it comes to wine, you know, and um, and I love the way that you're able to educate and express it to people. I've always uh, admired that about you.
0: Thank you, sir. And how much is this book? If you buy it from me, I will sign it for you yeah. off the Humble Tumblr website. Yes. It is $30.
1: Humble Tumblr the there, Matt.
0: HumbleTumbler.com.com. Thirty bucks. Thirty dollars.
1: Gee, that's alright. Would yep. it fit in a stocking?
0: Uh oh. depending on how big the is. Depending on stocking. how big it's your stocking is.
1: Um twelve fifty eight here on three triple We are about to go into Plonk they're
2: back. Who are coming up? After a couple of weeks off.
1: Um, and they're back. For a couple more weeks, uh, which uh, fills us with great excitement. But before we do that, Matt would like to do a little read. I postponed the giveaway earlier. It goes something we like We've got a this. second
2: giveaway, and this time it's uh, the Ballarat Beer Festival 2017. Triple R presents the Ballarat Beer Festival. Oh, we do. It's a long kick, you're right. It's, Saturday, it's a bloody long it's, kick. When's that on? Saturday, January 21. Okay. Get it in your diary. But it showcases over 100 of the world's finest craft beers, food trucks, winery stalls, brewing sessions, and live music. Get this. Yeah. Dallas Crane. Dallas Crane. Dallas Crane a <laughs> plane. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, so that's Saturday, 21st of January at the City Oval in Ballarat. Whack it in your calendar. And if you want to win a double pass, yeah. give us a ring right now, 9388 1027. Of course, and you must be a subscriber.
1: people are, good on you, uh, yes. dialers. Um, Jacques Raymond, thank you again for coming in.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure.
1: Claire Berger, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for this glorious, glorious wine that you... Is this available locally too?
0: Yes, Yeah. Uh, you can buy it off the Eminence website or in most good wine retailers. How much? It's about 50 bucks. Gee, that's all right. Mm.
1: That's all right. <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty good for what we've just drunk. Yes. It's uh, coming up to 1 o'clock. You're listening to The Mighty R's. It's the glory. Of uh, the afternoon Now we've added Plonk Yes. JVG yes. Oh my god, strange we'll holiday back. We'll
2: be back next week for our last show of 2016
1: We will indeed, and uh, looking very very much forward to it Thank you so much for listening ladies and gentlemen Time for Plonk
0: This has been a podcast From 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne Truly independent community radio Want to hear more? Check out our website At rrr.org.au